Hey everyone, it's Jamie Crozier here and welcome to the Organize Like a Pro podcast. Well, today is a special episode in a series of episodes I like to call Tuesday's Top 10. And this is something we're doing for fun outside of our regular episodes. But in Tuesday's Top 10, we talk about top 10 ways to do something. Today, we are going to talk about top 10 ways to have better conversations. Now, these top 10 ways to have better conversations are not really in any particular order. And there are many other ways outside of this list to have better conversations. But these are things that members of the Organize Like a Pro Facebook group community discussed in a post that we had the other week. If you would like to participate in upcoming episodes or Tuesday's top 10 or anything like that, make sure you are in our Facebook community group. You can search Facebook groups, Organize Like a Pro, and we are the group with the big green circle. All right, so let's hop right in. Tuesday's top 10 ways to have better conversations. This first one, uh, tip number one comes from Anna, and she says intentional listening. She continued on to say, we are in such a fast paced world that when we talk to someone, we are already thinking of what we want to say and end up missing a lot of what the other person is saying and meaning. That is so true, Anna. I am guilty of that. The second tip actually is one of my own that I was thinking about, and I think it's repeat back what you hear them saying. Because sometimes, like Anna said in the first tip, I'm thinking so much about what I want to say back that I miss what they said or even what they meant. So when I reflect back, I can say something like, what I hear you saying is, and then I fill in the blank. And that just lets both people know that we're on the same page. The third tip comes from Mark, and he says, do a quick recap at the end and review the whole conversation so both parties or groups have an understanding about what happened. And this is so good, especially in group conversations when a lot of things are being said to at the end, just kind of have a clear, okay, this is the plan of action. This is what we discussed. Maybe in a group conversation, there's like a leader that either takes notes or, you know, just makes mental notes of what was discussed. And at the end, make sure that everyone understands. Or even if you're having just a one-on-one conversation, when you end it, you know, just make sure that everyone is clear in that one-on-one conversation of who is going to do what next or where you guys stand, or, you know, what each other is walking away with from the conversation. So doing that recap is really important. Okay, our next tip number four comes from Nicole. And she says, put the phones away. Yes, that is a great tip. And, you know, I grew up in the time when we didn't have cell phones. (laughs) My kids have no idea what that's like. And I have to remember, you know, It is okay if someone doesn't reach me in the next few minutes. So go ahead and put that phone away. And I would like to add on to that tip number five, actually don't have any other distractions. And so this might be if you're a parent, maybe don't have a conversation in front of your kids because if they're there, they might need something or they don't know that it's a conversation. And so they're, you know, being loud and you're watching them instead of listening to what's going on. So maybe try to have conversations without your children there. If you are at home or if you're out at a restaurant, 
and you're wanting to have a meaningful conversation, pick a place that doesn't have a TV. You know, don't have the TV on in your home while you're having a conversation with someone there. Don't go to a sports bar that has TVs and everything all over the place if you're really trying to have a conversation. Now, if you're just hanging out watching the game, you know, that's great. But if you're trying to have meaningful conversation, it's really hard not to have your attention divided. I mean, even other things like going somewhere where there's a lot of people, sometimes that can be distracting. If you're like me, I'm a people watcher, especially in restaurants, because I used to work at a restaurant, and so I'm always watching what's going on. Um, And so if you're a people watcher, or even if just the sound of other people's conversations can kind of make you distracted, then maybe don't have meaningful conversations with someone in a place that is full of a lot of people. And this really ties in well with what Mark said. And so his tip is going to be number six, but it's very similar. Mark said, choose a location that is good for conversation. And this may vary depending on the nature of the conversation. So thank you for that, Mark. Mark also said, and this is tip number seven, to keep confidentiality a priority. This is so important. It would be so hurtful if I were to share something with someone and then find out they were talking about it later. So I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So let's not do that with anyone else. If you're listening to this and you're married, a lot of times I will just ask the quick question, you know, at the end of a conversation or, you know, even in the middle, wherever it seems like it makes sense of, you know, is it okay if I share this with Kevin, which is my husband? And, you know, if I don't ask that, I don't share it. So it's interesting because we had a friend, I'm a pastor, by the way, and my husband um, helps with our prayer team. And so we I had a friend, this is several years ago, that went up for prayer. Um, and my husband was part of that prayer team, and they prayed over a certain situation. And then a few weeks later, my friend comes up to me and says, Oh, I wanted to give you an update about this and that. And she proceeds to tell me this update. And I have no idea what she's talking about. And I felt really bad because it was a serious situation. And I told her, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, oh, well, I was on the team with your husband. We prayed over this and, you know, a group of us prayed over this. I just assumed that he would have told you. And I was like, it was my privilege to tell her, we don't share that kind of stuff. We don't share prayer requests with each other, even though we're married. We just we just don't do it. And when I asked him about it later, after I asked her if it was okay that I talked to him about it, he said, I forgot to ask permission to share with you. And so since I forgot to ask permission, I just didn't. And I was so honored that. And it really made me respect my husband more. And for my friend, it made her trust us more. Mark also says this would be tip number eight. Make sure to respect each other's opinions, even if you don't agree. And even to go on to say, you know, he puts even to say agree to disagree. And I know that can kind of be one of those terms that people can really disagree with. (laughs) Get that? (laughs) But that's okay. I will agree to disagree with you. I do think that unless it's a matter of life or death, that we can really agree to disagree on many things that aren't worth our time and energy to fight over and aren't worth the cost of our relationship. So it's okay if we have different opinions. Let's respect each other 
in that. Mark says, this is tip number nine. If there is something to a problem that needs to be solved, think about writing a list or some type of game plan of goals by the end of the discussion. That is really good, Mark, for group meetings, team meetings. You know, when you're getting together to strategize, make sure you have things written down or even take like a whiteboard And as you're talking about something and you're brainstorming, jot things down, make a big mess. (laughs) We've done that. And then take a picture of it. You could even come back to it after it's settled and come back and continue the conversation that way. But making sure you're writing something down is really good. I know for like a personal example of this, many years ago, um, my goodness, it's been maybe 10 years ago, but Kevin and I were actually separated for a while. We were separated for two years. And, you know, during that time, we went to counseling and, we, you know, in our conversations, we wrote many things down. And that really did help us when we came back and during the week when we were just trying to do life to look back at, okay, this is what we discussed. This is what we decided we were going to do. This is what we decided we weren't going to do. And this is what we decided when we are going to talk about it next. You know, things like that. It was just really helpful to have it written down where we both understood the guidelines and it helped us from having many arguments. So I think that's a great tip, Mark. Nicole has tip number 10 for us today. And I did change this one to the last tip outside of a bonus tip. Yes, I have a bonus tip. But this tip I think is maybe the most important one. And it's very simple. She says, build relationship. And she went on to say, have conversations with the same person more often. There are times when I've tried to catch up with a friend and we spew our news so fast, there's not really time to get into anything personal. If we talked more often, maybe we would get deeper conversation. That is so true, Nicole. And so what I have is a question for you guys. Everyone listening to this, here's my question. I would love to hear your response. So put your response in the Facebook group or send me an email at jamie at organizedlikeapro.us. But my question on that is how do we make time to build relationships in the busy culture that we're in? But Nicole, this is such a good tip because when we lose that connection and you know this season of COVID and people having to quarantine and we haven't been able to get together like we used to, we can feel really disconnected with even our own best friends. So, you know, how what are some creative ways that we can do to keep that relationship? And because when we continue to talk to someone and continue to have that relationship, we learn where their heart is. We learn their true intentions so that even Even if some time goes by and we've been keeping in close relationship, if they happen to say something off the cuff that rubs me the wrong way, I can think, wait a minute, like I know their heart. I I know them. I know they didn't mean it that way. And it doesn't affect me. I'm like this with my husband. Um, You know, we've been married for, oh goodness, don't let him know I'm thinking about this. (laughs) 17 years, 18 years. Um, We've been together for at least 18 years. And so I know him. I know his heart. I know his intentions. I know that he is not ever out to hurt me. And so if he says something off the cuff that hurts my feelings or makes me feel bad, my first thought really should be, no, wait a minute. I know him. 
I have good relationship with him and I know that his intention wasn't to hurt me. And then we can have conversation. I can just say, you know what, when you said that, it felt like this, but I know that's not how you meant it. Can you tell me what you what you meant to say? Or maybe I just misunderstood. But when we're in communication and relationship with each other, often all of those feelings of hurt and sadness over a remark, over a Facebook post, over that email, the way that was worded, even over that look, <laughs> if looks could kill, right? Even over that look, then we won't jump to conclusions because we know the heart of the person. So you're exactly right, Nicole, build relationships. My bonus tip for you guys today is actually a book recommendation. I have read this book, I don't know how many times, I really seriously don't. Many times when, you know, in my in my job, I meet with people often and we just kind of walk through relationship issues, either with friends, family, you know, husband and wife, all different kinds. And I always use this book and go through this book with people when we're talking about that. And the book is called, it's titled Keep Your Love On. It's by Danny Silk. I will link it in the show notes. It is so great. And it's one of those books I would recommend to read all the way through, but it is an easy, easy read. But then it's one of those books that I have often referred back to just certain sections. And there is a conversation section and it has a lot of tips in there too about how to have crucial conversations, how do you have brave conversations, how do you have conversations when you're in conflict with someone and how do you keep yourself accountable? Because Danny says, that even on a good day, you know, it's hard to keep yourself in check, much less trying to worry about other people. And so just some really helpful tips on having um, good conversation with people, basically like loving people, even if you don't agree with them, how do you love them? How do you have good conversation? So that is my last and bonus tip is that book recommendation. All right, guys. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you for hanging out with me and going over those tips. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so so that you do not miss out when a new episode drops. And the show notes for today's episode can be found on our website at organizelikeapro.us slash 011. Yep, that's for episode 11, organizelikeapro.us slash zero one one. And I would love for you to email me your tips and tricks for how you stay organized or email me your tips and tricks for how you have better conversations with your friends and family. My email address is jamie at organizelikeapro.us. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at organizelikeapro.us. Everyone have a great day and I will talk to you next time. My name is Jamie Crozier and this is Organize Like a Pro.